Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Friday everybody. Hope you're ready for another busy weekend. They're busy every weekend now from this point forward until Light Parade I think is the last big thing of the year. But it's busy every week until then. But that's all right. Uh, tonight's Oktoberfest. I'll be out there. Hope to see you out there. Wear a costume. If you wear a costume, you can win 400 bucks For 100 That's our first and second prizes. No thirds. We, we don't acknowledge third. No, we, that's, that's the money we have. So we did it that way. Uh, but, uh, boy, there's, there's big money out at this thing. So if you like cornhole, the cornhole tournament is $40 for a team to enter. First place gets two grand, and second place gets a thousand, third five hundred. Plus, they got a cornhole raffle, three throws for five bucks. If you hole one of, uh, for every hole you make, you get a ticket into the raffle, and the raffle is five hundred dollars. So, you, you can walk out with some. If you're good and you dress in costume, you could walk away with almost three thousand dollars, almost twenty nine hundred dollars. Theoretically. So, plus, uh, I don't know what the prizes are for the Stein contests. They fill Steins with water, and you, you have to hold one. The person that holds it straight out, and the person that holds it the longest wins. And then there's a Stein carrying contest. Who can carry the most Steins without spilling? So, um, I want to say last year the, the win was like 16 eight in each hand it it's amazing yeah so it's a lot of fun that happens tonight Safford City Hall starting at 5 p.m. plus music uh Crown Syndicate is going to be there they were great at Battle of the Bands Happy and the Ghosts that's local that's uh Jace Hughes and um uh Zaley Windsor thank you and I, I the other the bassist and the um Drummer are a married couple, but I don't know their names. I met them once, so I have to I have to familiarize myself with them. Uh, and then tomorrow, of course, Harvest Festival and Families Fighting Cancer Together Family Fun Night. Harvest Festival in Safford in front of City Hall. Families Fighting Cancer Together Family Fun Night. Herb Windsor Ball Fields Thatcher. So that's tomorrow, so plan for that. But we're going to talk today about Pima. And I still say Pima owns Halloween. <laughs> and it's all because of what you guys started. Clint Woods, Darwin Weech are here with the Eastern Arizona Museum and Historical Society. How many years now are we looking at for this haunted house? This, this is year number five. So You guys, and, and let's face it, can we give Clint credit for the haunted house? Clint does such a great service for, um, for the community and... Uh, this is one of our major fundraisers, uh, so we can keep the doors open there at the at the Pima Mu- at the Eastern Arizona Museum. You can call it the Pima Museum. That's <laughs> well, how everybody we, refers to we it. We really but. don't want it to be the Pima Museum. We want it to be the Eastern Arizona Museum. But uh, Clint does a great job, and I know it's a lot of work. And uh, he kind of he he really is the heart and soul of it. Well, Pima is is rapidly becoming the Halloween desti- destination for the valley. A dubious distinction. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Uh, the museum, of course, the haunted house, 
I've said this before. I was talking to Reed Richens before we went on the air today because he said he bought his tickets. Um, and he's looking forward to it. And I said, look, I don't like scary stuff. I said, I went through it with the lights on and I was frightened. That's how I am. <laughs> and he goes, he can't wait because he loves to get scared. So he's he's already got a troop going with him. Awesome. Um, well, and, and that first to your guys's first point i i say this every year but i am a small part i might help organize it a little bit but it's the volunteers that come in and do the sections that really make it happen but you're the spark plug right and and maybe that's true but these guys i mean there's days where i get off work and i'm tired and i'm on my way home and there's three or four cars parked at the museum with people in there putting in hours so they they really make it happen so let's before we get into the other stuff that's happening in pima and i should mention what is it uh, lamb and vine is, yeah. is got uh, the pumpkin patch and the maze going all October. Yep, every Friday and Saturday throughout October. So, again, and it's just technically not Pima, but let's face it, it's it Pima. It is. It's Pima. <laughs> um, the, the haunted house at the museum is not, it's, it's a little bit different because it's not what many people would think of as a haunted house where you guys sat down and said, okay, Let's plan, let's grid out this thing and, all right, we'll put this here, put that there, put that. It's individuals coming in and coming up with whatever they can come up with, Correct. Right? Yeah, correct. And every year people say, what's the theme? And I'm like, you know what? There is no theme. We, we divide that 6,000 square foot building into sections and then we just look for volunteers to come and take a section. So they might have a 10 by 10 or a 20 by 20 or whatever they do. And what they want to do is up to them. Um, as far as their creativity, their resources, it's just completely up to them. And, and then we do a little bit of making sure that the sections flow together and, and, uh, you know, helping. Well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta make sure the path, you know, right. 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 Um, but to me, that's almost, that's not almost, it is more frightening because if there's a theme, once I get that first scare, I kind of know what's coming. There's no way to know what's coming in the next room. <laughs> yeah, and, and the volunteers, there's some years where they come up with stuff, and I'm like, well, we'll see how that turns out. And then afterwards, I'm like, man, these guys, they are terrific. <laughs> they did a great job. You can tell a little bit what's coming by the screams you hear through the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there was one, it, it was a couple of years ago, might have been three or so, um, that I remember, and it was the it was the one that again I went through with the lights on. Clint was nice enough to take me through, then, <laughs> and and it disturbed me. And it wasn't a jump scare. It wasn't anything painted or or anything. It was just the shrinking of the path, and it made things smaller as you went, and you got more anxious as you were walking. So. And, so, and it really just amped it all up. Yeah, Wes, Wes Foot was the mastermind behind that, and he, he called it his claustrophobia tunnel. And I, out of all the complaints or things that we had, people says, that that tunnel, you got to fix that tunnel. It was too small. It was too narrow because <laughs> as, you, as you enter, it gets smaller, and it shrinks, you know, it right. shrinks in height, and it shrinks in size. And uh, th I said, did you get through it? And they said, yeah, but it was absolutely, you know, terrifying. I said, well, that's... I think Wes did his job. He did. He, he does a great job. And, you know, Pima's not noted for its tiny residents. You, you guys grow them really tall out there. <laughs> and, and I'm moderately tall. And it was, 
it it, it was off-putting. You know, it we, was really effective for something that, again, you wouldn't think because you just look at it and you go, okay, well, this is just a transition area. Yeah, and then you're going through it and you're going, oh my gosh, no, it's not. It's frightening. It it really it really plays on the different types of of fears, right? Which is something that I wouldn't have even thought of. But that's where having the community come in and help is a huge part because he's he's been a part of things like this in the past and he knows like, hey, this will be a this will be popular. And it actually it came in year one and it hasn't left, but it's changed every year. In fact, last year it got a huge huge upgrade as far as the quality product. We had a a set design from California from a popular TV show that we had a contact, you know, Wes had a contact in there and they brought down this old set that was on its way to its, to the dump. And we spent a week building it. So as of right now, the tunnel is a Hollywood prop. It's, it's incredible. The, the design and the detail on it is really, really good. All right. So there you go. So it's there again, be prepared, <laughs> but you don't know when it's going to come in and yeah. that's when it throws you off. Uh, the other thing that really impressed me was the skill of the individuals that are doing things, especially when it comes to makeup and a fabrication. There, there's, there's some monster makers in Pima. <laughs> well, and, and we—that's been the other really good part about this is we've met people, you know, because we we put the call out, hey, anybody that's interested, and it's it's folks from all over the Gila Valley. I've met, you know, folks that have come from from Safford and Artesia and, and all over that come and be a part of it because they want to, it, it's different than your typical haunted house. Cause it's all 100% of the proceeds go to the museum. Right. So it, it kind of draws different people. You have the fans of Halloween that want to help anyway. And then you have those that realize, Hey, this is a great community service and an opportunity to teach my kids how to, you know, serve and be a part of something. And so it's been, the contacts made there have been really good. Uh, and as you say, total fundraiser for the museum uh it's it's honestly in my opinion one of our one of our crown jewels in the gila valley i know we always think of mount graham and all the things you know outdoorsy you know the gila box and and uh all that but the truth is we have a museum and and there aren't a lot of communities our size that can say that and a real museum i want to stress that not not a little section of the library that right. has a few artifacts in it, which is fine, but it's not that. It's a legit museum that tells the story of the founding of this valley. You know, and that's the goal. The Haunted House, obviously, it's a fundraiser, but every year we'll talk to people after they come out. And, and my question that I ask every year is, when was the last time you came to the museum? And I, I would say probably 80, 90% of them, they either haven't been or it was when they were, you know, in fourth grade and their school did a trip. And so, and I think I've mentioned that on here before. So the goal is to get people, Hey, remember we're here, we're on the map. When you're looking for a summer activity or a winter activity, you know, we, the, the haunted house has provided us with the ability to, to revamp and you've got cool AC and good lights and, you know, a lot of good upgrades at the museum. The, the Eastern Arizona museum also has the luxury of, families here um and thank goodness and it's predominantly lds uh that does this uh concentrates on family history i i don't know that catholics or or evangelicals focus as much on family history as lds members do 
But that's huge for the museum because all that data is being gathered all the time. And that goes right to our history, correct? Right, right. And, um, you know, since I, I remember the Roots series in the 70s, and there is this this inbred desire or internal desire of a lot of people to know their ancestors and where they came from. It gives them a sense of identity, and it helps them to understand why they're where they're at and what they're doing. Uh, the decisions of a lot of our ancestors affected us in ways that we don't even appreciate. Certainly in development uh, of this valley. It's funny, right before we went on the air, uh, you guys were showing me a photo of the motor court, right? The Pima Auto Court. Auto Court, thank you. Uh, And uh, also Edra shared with me a a photo of the uh, EMTs. Yes. From the early 60s. Yes. Uh, People taking emergency training. Uh, we don't. We think of that as a today thing, and and no, the auto court. See, I'm I'm old enough to remember a few of those. <laughs> Mine were in the Midwest, you know, going up uh, Wisconsin and and Michigan, and and that's where you stopped because that's that's where you went, and we had that. Well, it was a new thing with automobiles as they developed. Previous to that, people traveled on trains. A lot, and that was the main way to get around. But as the automobile de- developed and the the roadways across the country, um, all of a sudden America discovered the road trip, and there was no place to stay as they went. So these little auto courts would pop up where they could get gas and some groceries and have a cabin to stay in and park their vehicle. And during the 30s and 40s, they were very popular. And there were two of them that I found so far in the Pima area, the old Broadway camp, and then this Pima Auto Court. Uh, but it was great because, and, and then later on, the, um, the Motor Hotel became a thing. And it, it was shortened then to Motel. And that was a new thing. And these motels started popping up all over the place where you could drive across the country and have a comfortable place to stay in your automobile. So that was the growing up years of the, of the automobile in, the, in America. I think we have one in the region still left. I want to say in Duncan. Isn't, is it called the Stage Stop? That's, that's there are basically... A few, there's a few of them around up in, in Holbrook. There's the TBs. The, the teepees are still there on Old Route 66. And they have a, a motel in the back, but they have these teepees out front that you can pay extra to stay in. There's a few of them, but they've been kind of, um, they're almost like little museums yeah. themselves. I, I want to say the stage stop in Duncan. It's still a, a little uh, convenience store in the front and then a small motel in the back. I have not stayed there. <laughs> um, so I think that's the only one in the region that's that, is of that sort of thing. And I of that th- vintage. I'm trying to remember if they have gas pumps. I think they have gas pumps too. So it might be a true motor court or auto court. Um, but yeah, it. you know, it's funny. We're talking about that and, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, the automobile really became popular in the early 20s. That's when Americans could afford them. Uh, then you had the Depression, which reduced auto activity because we, you know, nobody could afford a car or gas. Or tires. Or tires. Then we had the war where everything was rationed 
I don't think we built a new car for the length of the war, right? From That's correct. Everything was converted to the to the war effort. Right. Um, and then we started the interstate system in the late 50s under Eisenhower. Right. So it really was just a short period of time that the average American could do those sort of things. And yet small towns like Pima took advantage of it. And, and that's the kind of thing you find out at the museum. Right, right. So 428-9494 if you have a question or comment for Darwin or Clint. Um, when is the haunted house going to be open? Uh, op- opening night will be Thursday, so a week from yesterday. And uh, again, we're just doing 7 to 9 o'clock p.m. It'll be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, so three nights only. We've, we've always done four, but it'll just be three this week. When does Halloween fall? Is that a... Tuesday. Tuesday? Okay, so you're not going to go on Tuesday night? We're not, which is a little hard to do, but our, I think with our volunteers and our, our crowd, it's really hard. Halloween's always the biggest night because everyone waits to come that night, and so it's our shortest staff because people want to enjoy Halloween with the family. So I think we'll see how this year goes, and with it being on a Tuesday, everyone, everyone works the day of and the day after. It makes it hard to... And, and that Tuesday, doesn't Pima PTO do their carnival? The, the carnival is actually going to do, they're doing their carnival tonight. It's the 20th. Oh. Yeah. So it'll be, at the, it'll be at the school tonight. Oh, I thought it was on Halloween. Nope. They, uh, they kind of move it around every year, and we've tried to accommodate you know, when, when we do our haunt compared to when they do the carnival. We've done it the same year or same nights sometimes. Right. Um, which I, you know, it, it's just so hard to, to do, but... Then you have a lot of traffic crossing the highway there, which is a dangerous, a dangerous situation. But no, they will they will be tonight. So I believe from five to five to nine. So what you're saying is more Safford, more Thatcher, more Solomon need to step up and help volunteer. So that way you guys, because because Pima, you're working with a finite uh, volunteer base. It's a, it's the smallest community out of our three communities. Yeah. So if we rely just on Pima volunteers, there's no way to have both the PTO and the haunted house. So Safford and Thatcher, come on, they <laughs> got to step up now. And, and, and I think they do. I think, you, you know, you look at these PTO ladies that put this on, and I'm sure their, their families, they put a lot of time and a lot of effort into it. And uh, I think they're actually looking. I think this is their last year involved as, as the leaders of the PTO. And so... They will help from the sidelines, and they're looking for new help. So if people are interested. <laughs> what One feature I, I've been looking to see, if you're really lucky when you come to the haunted house, you will get to hear Jonette Woods, Jonette yeah. Woods do her witch laugh. And it just <laughs> makes your spine crawl. And I had recorded it on my camera, and I was looking for it. I was going to play it for you, and I can't find it. And I think I've taken it off, but it is... It is really something to hear. So if you're really lucky, you'll get to hear her do that. Well, your definition of lucky is a little bit different than mine. <laughs> I felt lucky to hear it and record it. 428-9494. Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break, give everybody a chance to catch their breath, get a drink of water. More with Darwin Weech and Clint Woods from Eastern Arizona Museum and Historical Society right after this.
Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Darwin Weech, Clint Woods are here. We're talking about the Eastern Arizona Museum and Historical Society. Yes, the Pima Museum, but as Darwin said, it's not just the Pima Museum. It's the museum for everybody. Uh, but it is out in, in Pima, and the Haunted House is coming next week, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days only. So when can people start buying tickets? So the tickets has always been an interesting thing. We, as businesses, we reach out for sponsorship. We sell these tickets to to local businesses. Um, We don't necessarily pre-sell them to the public. Um, We probably should. It's just, you know, then you have all this money exchanging hands all over the place with the businesses. It makes it easy. They write a check to the museum. Nobody's having to deal with that. But um, we've sold, you know, we've had some huge sponsors, OHS and Pima, Copper, Copper uh, Dental, you know, these guys, Copper, you, Hills. Copper Hills Dental, sorry. It's my best friend's uh, <laughs> business and I brain fart the name. Eh, the, uh, if it's your best friend, then you're supposed to. <laughs> right. But um, they, they buy, you know, both of those this year, about 100 tickets. Yeah, for, I know we here at the station bought 50. Yeah, 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 you guys, we have wonderful volunteers that go out and, and hit up places. So these tickets are given out sometimes to customers, sometimes to employees, stuff like that. The rest, it's cash, you know, when you show up okay. um, at the door. Well, and, and the reason I ask is because three nights, you have X number of showings, seven to nine. It's, right. it's two hours. However many go through in two hours is however many go through. Right. So the the first night is always the slowest as far as attendance go. Um, so if you're if you're wanting to avoid the line, there was last year there was waits that were over an hour and a half. Um, if you want to avoid the line, then the Thursday night is the night to come. We've talked about maybe doing a fast pass some year. Say, <laughs> you know what? You want to throw in some extra money to the donation to the museum and we'll have a separate line for you guys. <laughs> That's the point of it, right? It's a fundraiser. So we'll see if we do that. Isn't Thursday night normally like a volleyball night too? There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday, especially these weekends close to Halloween and it's, you can never avoid other events. So we figure, you know what, we'll open, we'll have it multiple nights. And if you can't make it on one night, then come visit on the next. Fingers crossed that you make it in on the next. Get there early. I guess is the the big thing. Yeah. If you're in line by nine o'clock, we put, we put one of our volunteers at the end of the line at nine. So if you're in line, we'll get you through. Okay. So so if you get there before nine, you'll get in. Yeah. If you get there after nine, doesn't matter how long the line is, you're right. not getting in right. that night. Uh, I say get there early and, and stop and get some food. You can go over to El Mesquite. You can go over to Mike's Grill. Isn't there a new place that just opened um, in the old? Is it in Bush the old? shirts. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Is it? I haven't been good. yet. Yeah. It's one of our favorite places. Yeah. Okay. So lots of places to eat, grab some dinner, then you can go over, head into the line. But if you're like me and Darwin, there's another way to go through, right? That's right. So we, we realized as a fundraiser, we're missing out on half of our, our, our opportunity to raise money, right? Because people are not Haunted House fans. It's a, it's a selective group. Um, and so starting at 10 o'clock on Friday, from 10 to 12 on Friday and Saturday, we're going to do AM. We're going to do uh, what we're calling our no scare tour. So this will be all the lights on, no live actors. We'll probably have, you know, everything set up like it would be for the night haunt uh, where you can come through and you can, I mean, still, still a $5 donation to go through, but you can see everything that's been created in a, a little bit safer, less 
<laughs> less frightening. We got to get rid of the get rid of the excuses of why you know we don't want to ostracize anybody when it comes to donating to to the fundraiser. So, uh, Darwin, you've been through the no scare. I have, and and it's still a little frightening, isn't it? Um, the, the the tunnel. You yeah. know, I'm a little claustrophobic. So as it went, I was really looking for a resolution to this space <laughs> problem. <laughs> But my favorite part was was getting Jonette Woods to do the witch laugh for me, <laughs> and you know maybe she'll be there during the daytime. You know the the we did mention. I don't know a lot of people that are haunted house fans probably remember Lopez Manor. Ed, Ed Lopez and his family out on on one ninety one in Safford. They ran Lopez Manor for eight to ten years, I think. I think as long as the kids were there is is what That's Ed what told me. So as, once the last of the kids moved out. Yeah. You know, grew up and moved out. I think that's when they stopped. But he's been he's been a huge help. When we first decided to do this, that's who I reached out to and I said, Give me let me sit down with you. You know, he was he was still managing at Bashes at the time and and uh, we sat down and talked and anyway he's been a part of the haunt every year. And so we've got some of those some of those guys like I mentioned, Westfoot, uh, you know, Daniel Pelican and Chris or Nick Knight have been huge helps and there's just it's so hard to list everyone but we've had some people that have come just year after year and uh having ed in there is a big part of that because he's he's a haunted house uh guru (laughs) were you surprised at the number of people who who have an affinity for horror i I i'm not surprised at the number of people who are creative enough to construct this because we're we're a very much um a do-it-yourself hands-on community right the whole valley you know i i always joke with my wife because she doesn't sell any of her stuff for her business here because everybody looks at it and goes oh, i could do that <laughs> and you can you know yeah. she sells it all in phoenix and tucson and and other places um that didn't surprise me what did surprise me was how many people kind of embraced the horror genre. Yeah. The, Were you shocked by that? You know, I was, but I, I wasn't part of that group before. And the very first year I, I joke with my mom all the time. She had all these ideas and she says, what about this? And I said, well, that's cute, you know, but I don't, is it, is it scary? And so that's our joke now is any, anytime we have an idea, it's like, okay, is this cute or is it, <laughs> is it scary? You know, there is some history uh, back in the mid seventies, Steve Taylor, your uncle, mm-hmm. And a, a bunch of us would go find an old house, and we would set it up as a haunted house. And I remember laying in a coffin that we had gotten from an old wooden box from Caldwell's, and I laid in that box. And at the right time, I would sit up and scare, you know. And so I wasn't always a, a, a scaredy cat. <laughs> well, you were doing, but, but there's you some were doing the scare. There's some history yeah. there. There's some history there. Yeah, you my know, mom was a part in, of that too. She has memories of back of in the day, some and of that was songs. a lot of fun. If we could find somebody's house, they didn't mind getting all tore up. <laughs> huh? I see. This is again the kind of stuff I want to know about. I wouldn't have thought this. I mean, we're we're a good God fearing group here, and and you just don't picture people going, yeah, but I really want to scare somebody. Yeah, it's it's way more fun on the on the opposite side of the jump scares. Um, yeah, I, I I cannot be more impressed with with both the museum and the volunteers that come out and do this every year. And as we've talked about, it's it's done so much to help um, the physical aspect of the museum, right? The fundraising because this is your number one fundraiser, right? 
Yeah, as far as as far as uh, dollars dollars just, raised, yeah. yeah. Um, improve the HVAC system. Improve the roof. What's what's the next project? The the, the farm museum roof has always been kind of the end goal, right? And we there's just so many things that are constantly needed on these old buildings. But that is our next big project. We're kind of pigeonholing for that, but we're looking at you know at a, at a pretty big price tag um, for that roof. So. Has uh, last question? Has the museum sought historical building status for any of these buildings? Do they qualify yet? So now that affects you know how you can repair etc. And but but I'm just curious if these buildings are old enough yet because they have to be over a hundred, right? I don't think there's much interest in doing that. It doesn't really help us. It just other than go on a register somewhere, goes right? On a register, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they definitely, they're all over 100 years okay, old. <laughs> okay. So the, the buildings themselves are museum pieces. Then you add in there's a museum it's in there. part of the tour. Yeah. The, the buildings that we're in are part of the tour, yeah. So uh, once again, for anybody that's interested in taking part, when, where, how much, how do they do it? Well, first, don't forget the PTO carnival tonight at the school. But for the haunted house, starting next Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth, um, seven to nine each night, five dollar entrance at the at the door. And for those that don't want to go, get scared, that is on Friday and Saturday from ten to twelve, and again five dollars. But that'll be you know that that no scare tour, all the lights on for you. Yeah, you don't get a discount for the no scare. That's right. right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody still has to be there and the lights have to go on. But the important thing is this is helping fund the museum and keeping the museum there for the next generation. Right. So, Clint Woods, Darwin Weech, thank you guys both so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I have to have you back in talk about all the other stuff. We didn't even get to the the um, the blacksmith that we have to talk about. So we'll have to have you back and talk then. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back on Monday. Until then, come out and see me at uh, Oktoberfest and Harvestfest tonight and tomorrow. You guys take care.